You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And also be sure to check out and subscribe to our brand new Patreon page, patreon.com slash Rays Unfiltered. We want to thank uh, Samantha and Samuel for signing up yesterday for that. And we will have a brand new segment uh, popping up later this morning, later today on Rays Unfiltered. You can see us in video too. People always yeah. love that, right? They're, they're always course. like, we need more of Ulysses and Kevin's face. So, oh, we, yeah, we, we get that all the time. Emails, DMs, postmail. Yeah. People everything. always are uh, sliding into our DMs. So, yes. Um, okay, the Rays, hopefully, they enjoyed the off day and are ready for business. They still do have business to take care of, hosting the Phillies for a three game home set the Phillies are playing for a playoff spot so they've got something to play for the Rays also have something to play for when you think about yeah you want to lock up that number one seed and likely face the Blue Jays as opposed to maybe the Cleveland Indians or another team out there and I gotta say Ulysses I think this series against the Phillies is going to be a really good tune-up for if the Rays were to face the Blue Jays because you're talking about a Phillies team that if you compare the numbers on the whole between the Blue Jays and the Phillies, the OPS is very similar. The home run numbers are very similar. Uh, they, they strike out at a low clip in comparison to those numbers. Uh, I guess the difference is the Phillies have a lot more experienced veterans in their lineup compared right. to the Blue Jays, but it's a good, tough test for the Rays before the playoffs, like, okay, we actually have to kind of bring our a game here. If we want to beat this team and like Saturday and Sunday, you're facing Zach Wheeler and Nola. Well, like, that's that, the thing. Yeah. It's the playoffs, right? So it's, 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 it's the, it's the day or two days before the playoffs. You have to start warming up to that type of pitching. Cause that's what you're expected to, to face in the playoffs. And with Wheeler and with Nola, you can't play down to the competition. We've talked about how in September, especially the Rays against 500 or worse teams had just played, honestly, barely 500. Yeah. And, and that's not what you expect uh, of a team that went 21 and 7 in August. They had a run of 21 and 4. Uh, so they're a really good team. So how are they not beating up on, on, on lower competition? So let's see if this... Phillies team, which even though is 28 and 29 coming into play today, they'll probably they are still playing for something. Like you said, they want to get into the playoffs. Uh, so that's going to be a, a really good, um, you know, warm up uh, series for the race. And kind of selfishly, I, I besides obviously wanting the race to beat the Phillies, because obviously right. um, 
I kind of want the San, Fr- San Francisco Giants to get into the playoffs to get uh, our bo- our boy Longo uh, one more postseason. Is that too selfish? Well, you mean Daniel Robertson, right? Not Longo. <laughs> you want D Rob? That's, that's your boy. That's and your boy. My boy's Longo. You can playoffs. take D Rob. I'll take Longo, baby. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, that would be great to see him in the playoffs and finally yeah. get that sort of swan song because you wonder how many years left he's going to be in the big leagues. What's funny is, again, the Rays still need to win at least one or maybe two more games to secure, automatically secure that number one seed. Um, I mean, they could just go for broke and say, all right, if we sweep, we know we're going to get the one seed. What's interesting, um, one of our listeners, Tyler Parker, actually reached out to me on Twitter and said, uh, going into Friday's game, has anyone calculated the magic number for the Rays to get the top seed? I've yet to find out, but maybe you know. I'm not 100% sure about the magic number. I think if you look at it, so the Twins and the A's, the best they could do is win 38 games, go 38 and 22. Right. Now the Rays could also, they lose two of three, they also would be 38 and 22. So then you've got some, uh, some contingencies there, I guess, with interdivisional records and things like that. Exactly. I'm not totally sure how that would work out. But you, would you think don't want to do that. Yes. But you don't want to do that, right? You, you just want to win it outright. So yeah. if my math is correct, and if it isn't, please uh, send all your complaints to at Kevin Weiss. Um, underscore, by the way. At Kevin oh, Weiss underscore. underscore. Thank you. Um, I believe it would be two, correct? As, as long as you win two games this weekend, you're you good. You need to win two. That's it. You need to win Nobody two. else can catch up to 39. Exactly. So that's the way to do it. I will say, though, as much, again, I think you've, I had to, on, on Patreon, I had to present the argument, or I, I do legitimately think that the Rays could beat the Cleveland Indians for sure. Um, but the Blue Jays, again, they're not going to be, an easy out uh, when you look at, yeah, the Rays won the season series 6-4, to four, but they were outscored 48-44 by then. So that's yeah, something no, it, to consider. It was a close series. Yeah. And I think if you, which you did, you went through the scores on, on all those games. They were very mm-hmm. tight games. I think there were three walk-offs. The biggest uh, win was by the Jays. I think it was 12-4 yeah. to four in, in Salem Field. So, you don't again, want to get into a home run derby with them necessarily. No, no, you don't. But again, like like I said, uh, I'd rather face somebody that's not elite at anything. And I think the the Cleveland pitching is elite. At least the Jays are not elite at either hitting or pitching. Yes, that is very fair. Um, really, besides getting wins, the most important thing in this series to me, Ulysses, is getting that saves record. <laughs> We got to get that 13th man a save, that 13th reliever a save. It is the most important record in Rays and baseball history. Yes. You have to do it. Put Fairbanks well, in a safe situation. Put Aaron Loop in a safe situation. Get it done. Well, you, got, you, you We got to have, you know, something to tell our kids about baseball, right? Mm-hmm. When the kids come around and, and, and you got to tell them, hey, this is the most important record in baseball. It's, uh, you know, the Rays 13 pitchers collecting one save. At least one save or more. So, yeah, we, we got to get it done. It's definitely a stat that would go in like a baseball encyclopedia or history book. The Rays set this mark in 50-some-odd games or 60 <laughs> games. And the next closest, the team that did it was in the 70s. 
and they did it in 140 something games. I'm right. just saying, do you, okay, do you think they get it this weekend? Do they yes. get number 13? They do. I agree with you. I think they're going to do it. It, it would have been nice to be able to do that with the clinch. Uh, yeah, but then uh, Drake the Oliver Drake comes in and and just implodes, sets yeah. the world on fire, not in a good way. Um, yeah. yeah. So and they're like, okay, we we got to close this one out. Bring Nick Anderson. Right. No more funny Enough business. games. Let's, Enough games. Let's yeah. get this last out. There. And then he goes, what one, two, three? <laughs> so quick. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Thanks. Nick Anderson is just uh, just great. Again, different breed. Different breed. Yeah. Okay. Weekend pick. Ulysses, who you got? I haven't picked this guy, and I have to because although he's doing horribly, look at his last seven games. He's hitting 190 with a 292 on base and a 333 slugging. Okay, so this guy is struggling mightily. But guess what? He is one of the top war leaders in the race in 2020. That is your namesake, Kevin Kiermaier. I'm going with the outlaw. I'm going with the outlaw. And you okay. know what? I'm doubling down because if you see his splits between home games and away games, nobody wants to talk about this. Nobody wants to talk about home and, and away splits except if you're talking about Willie Adamas. Dude, Kevin Kiermaier's splits might be worse. He, at home, he's hitting 158 with a 314 on base, 246 slugging, which equals a 560 OPS. Away games. This is a completely different player. Away games. He's hitting 270 with a 341 on base, a 473 slugging, which equates to an 814 OPS. Kevin Kiermeyer away is what every he's race an all star. Yes. Could you imagine if he did that like throughout the course of 162 every we, year? We'd have an eight war player. Yeah. For peanuts. So that's why you have him for peanuts is because he can't do that at home. But except for this weekend where he's going to make me look super super smart against the Phillies, he's going to take some revenge out of the 08 team, even though he wasn't there. I'm going to say he gets uh, more outfield assists than hits this weekend. Woof. Uh, the same could go for my weekend pick because, in fairness, Why? I am going to go with another guy that has been struggling this season and, quite frankly and quite honestly, struggling last season and since he uh, got into a Rays uniform, at least offensively. No, and you're, that not is you're not Mike doing it. You're not doing it. Mike Zanino. Oh, my God. Put in this faith is in my boy. Okay, I need I need him to get above the Mendoza line. He is batting a cool 129 right now. So I don't know what he has to do to get to 200, but I'm hoping if he can wrap off a 14 for 14 run or something like that, he'll get closer to that mark. Make me not look so bad. You're making a mockery of weekend pick with this. This is ridiculous. But you know what? You might be onto something because although his last seven games have been pretty, uh, well, Zunino type yeah. numbers, his splits away, he's just what we all complain about, you know, with an 87 average. He doesn't even hit a 100. Oh, boy. Away, 87. Okay. Um, but at home, look at that. He's hitting 208. That Mendoza line far, far uh, behind. And uh, with a slugging of 458, on base 321, OPS 780. I mean, this is the, the, the catcher that everybody thought 
was going to to sign with the Rays in 2019. Uh, but yeah. alas, it hasn't happened. But hey, maybe he's hitting at home. I need Kevin Cash. Hear me out. Mm-hmm. Mike Zanino leadoff top the okay. order so he can get more at bats. Again, I need I need you to go like 14 for 14, Ooh, 15 you, for 15. You got to go on. You got to go on a tear like Kelly Shopik in the playoffs. Might be out of luck because Vince Velasquez, who's going to start tonight, uh, is a righty. So I might see my boy in the lineup being uh, Kevin Kiermaier, lefty against a righty. But Mike Zunino could be on the bench, which would only give you a couple more shots. But with Nola and Wheeler, I don't know. Zunino. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, no. We know that Cash is going to put Zunino in there every at bat. So. Yes, pretty much. And they might even, to give guys rest, put Mike Perez at first base. Who knows? That's been a Ooh. theory that's been thrown out there. Um, Quickly, uh, we got an email from man. We we are getting uh, a lot of emails lately, which we do appreciate. Uh, this from mm-hmm. Rafael Santos. He says, "Hi, Kevin and Ulysses, daily listener here. Very happy for the clinch of the division, and remember that the Rays can still get that W number forty this weekend. I think this is the first one of many rings that Abenero and the other guys will have in their hands. <laughs> I am really excited to see Fleming debut in the playoffs." And if no one said it already, he's my boy. As Ooh. same as Randy and Nate. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. How about that? Thank Great you, Rafael. Great email from Rafael. Yeah. Awesome. Rafa. Man, I, don't think you, anybody's, I don't think anybody's claimed Fleming. So, Rafael, yeah. you, don't you like, have Fleming. Um, I, I, I kind of, this is a good time to, to spoil this, but uh, I want to have a, you know, my boy, your boy draft. That would be a great idea. That, that actually that might be the greatest idea in the history of ideas. That is a great offseason topic, right? We have to mark that down. Yes, yeah. We each your boy, get my two, boy draft. We so each get drafting. three players, and they can only be your boy for the whole season. You okay. have to wear it on the sleeve. So we'll kind of have to uh, do it um, after the winter meetings and right yes. before spring training. Okay, right, right. That is a great idea. So that's a long tease. It. I'm sorry, guys. It's a long way. Ways ahead. Hey, if you, you want know, to get some go. hints on who we might pick, go to patreon.com slash There you go. Or, or, or listen every day. How about that? We are on Stitcher. We're on Apple. We're yes. on Spotify. We're everywhere. That is true. That is true. Man, I, I'm just like, I'm in awe. That is such a great Thank thing. you. Look, I, I couldn't, after I saw the way that Josh Fleming was smoking a cigar, I could not <laughs> claim Josh Fleming as my voice. So, Raphael, you can... Uh, you can have them with that. Uh, let's, our, uh, let, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's talk to Zach for, 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 for a bit. Great tease. Coming up next, we have a guest listener for Friday Trivia. His name is Zach. We'll get to that and more. But first, we've got to tell you about Indeed.com. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. 
So right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious than ever before. They're up to 18 18 amazing flavors, including six brand new flavors. That's caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Here's what you need to know about Built Bar. They're great for the health conscious guy or lady. You can use them to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great great for the keto diet. Like if you look at the coconut almond flavor right here, 18 grams protein, 180 calories, five grams sugar, five grams net carbs. Those are some pretty good statistics right there. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on, and that'll get you $10 off your next order. Use promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com. Also, they are giving away free coolers with purchase while supplies last. So check out BuiltBar.com. Okay, Ulysses. Today, we've got a special guest for trivia. It's not just me and you going back and forth, throwing trivia questions at each other and making me look embarrassing. We have one of our dedicated listeners, Zach Dobb, on the program. Happy to be here, guys. Okay, Zach. So going back a little bit, I noticed you're situated in Greenville, South Carolina right now. Um, yes. Were you born and raised uh, in South Carolina? Just how, how did you become a Rays fan and um, mm-hmm. I guess make the move and transition to uh, South Kakalaki, if you will? <laughs> so it's a bit of a complicated story, but basically I was born in Daytona Beach, Florida. Grew up there until I was 10 years old. And then my family, we moved overseas. My dad, my dad is a teacher. He, he's a, he, we um, moved overseas to the Middle East, actually, for about 10 years. I lived in the Middle East for 10 years. And then wow. after that, now I'm back here in Greenville for, um, for college. But as far as becoming a race fan, when I was a kid, I was, I was actually not a huge baseball guy when I was a kid. But when we moved over to the Middle East, I started playing baseball. Believe it or not, there's a, there's a little league. There's a little league set up over there with baseball teams and everything over in Yaman, Jordan. And so when I was about 11, I started playing baseball and I didn't, I didn't follow it until I was about, actually, I actually didn't start following major league baseball until I was about 17, but it started because of my grandfather who lives in Tampa. He, he lives about 20 minutes from Tropicana field. And we went one summer, I went and visited him and stayed with him for about two weeks. And during that time, we uh, we sort we kind of bonded over that time, and he's he's a huge Rays fan, and so every night we watch, we sat down and watched the Rays game, and it was just hilarious to me because he's one of those guys who he would we start watch the game, and that was back in the days of like you know Logan Morrison, Corey Dickerson, uh, Alex Cobb. So we would watch the game, 
about sixth inning, he would start getting upset and yelling at the screen because we were probably losing at that point. <laughs> and then he, and then he'd get upset. We turn off the, he turned off the game by about the eighth inning. And then I was like, well, I guess that's it. I guess we're not watching baseball anymore. And then the next night, seven ten, we'd sit back down and watch the game again, regardless of how frustrated he got last night, we'd sit down and watch the game again. And something about it, it just really like, I just started to love base, love watching baseball. And I really started to, and I started really enjoying watching the Rays and so, and ever since then, I've just been, I've been following them, sticking with them. And, it was, and it's, I've really, I feel like I'm kind of like, I, I have the from Florida card. So it's not like I'm a bandwagoner, right. but I almost feel like a bandwagoner because I started following in about uh, 20, 2016, 2017, which we were, we were not great then, but we, we had some, we had some, we had some fun. We had some fun teams back then. And, and now we've really started to pick it up. So it's been fun. Wow. That, that is a very interesting origin story that that's pretty cool i i like the the grandpa bit but the middle east yeah. i, I want to focus that on, on that a little bit so mm-hmm. how was the language barrier trying to speak english uh, about baseball like how did that go so it was interesting we um the league was mostly comprised of expats so people that were you know and work for the embassy or they're teaching at each english at school so a lot of the league was english speakers but we also had a bunch of jordanians who wanted to start to play because essentially what this field was it was a totally dirt and rocks field in the middle of the, in the middle of nowhere and so you know people would just come like we would be playing baseball and people would just show up because it's just like the middle of nowhere there's not like security or anything so people would just walk up and watch the game you just have um, young young guys watch and be like, "What's this baseball?" And so we we had an organized league, but a lot of times we had people show up and want to play. So we would like try to get them involved, try to teach them baseball. And you know, and it's funny because and some of the best players in our league over time, especially, became um, they were Arabs who who really got good at baseball. They really liked it. Um, the language barrier was tough. We would it is very tough because and one of the one of the funnier like little anecdotes from that is that um, in Arabic there is no P sound and the P sound is usually replaced with a B sound. So saying pitcher is a little bit tricky because a lot of sometimes you would get a different word that is not so approved for the airwaves because they, because they only had the B sound to replace the P sound with. So it's just That's little, good. little things like that, you know, especially in little league made, they made things fun, but you know, Ooh. we, we just sort of made do with what we had, you know, we, you know, none of us had any like fancy equipment or anything like that, but we just, we just went out in our dirt field and we had fun. You know, this brings about what we were talking the other day, Kevin, finding that extra 2%, you know, where is the next Academy? Well, perhaps the next Rays Academy should be in Jordan. How about that, Kevin? Yeah. There is go. there some good talent there? I mean, are there, were there, were the players <laughs> any good? I mean, what, what's kind of the scouting report on uh, the middle East little league, if you will. So we, I'll say this, the, the way the league worked out, it was very, um, it was a little top heavy. I'll, I'll, I'll leave, I'll leave it that way. Cause we would, what we do, what usually would happen is we would get enough players to split up into about four teams. Um, especially like for the higher, like high school level baseball. And on those like four teams, we had about like, I, like looking back, we had about like maybe nine players that would make it on like the average high school team in the States. And the rest of them were just, and the rest of it was just people who wanted to come on just to sort of have fun. So we had some we had some guys who were pretty competitive, and I think we, we actually made up uh, a couple of years. We we created tournament teams and actually went to play in Kuwait against other teams in the Middle East. So we actually traveled one year. Um, I traveled on a team to Kuwait and we played uh, a tournament there, which was pretty wow. fun. 
So we, so we had some guys who were pretty competitive. I was pretty competitive in that league. Um, uh, I played first base and was a relief pitcher back in the day. Um, not so much anymore, but we, I mean, we look had at that. fun. Just like That's Adam that. Kalerik. Look at that. Yeah, he's a, I mean, hey, there you go. <laughs> he was born to be a race fan doing uh, both things at the same time. Yeah. That's that's great. Oh, yeah. Honestly. So did they have like uh, – would you have access to MLB TV and be able to do – like could you catch American sports in the Middle East where you were situated? How does that work? See, that's the other reason why I didn't really follow baseball before I was yeah. back in the States really because you – like even if I wanted to – like I like I mean, like a, you're, the average game starts at seven, right? So I would have to stay up till three in the morning just to see the beginning of the game in order, right. in order to do that. Um, and as far as like watching it the legal way, there wasn't really much avenues <laughs> to do that. Like I mean that that was, and you got to also keep in mind this was even before like VPNs were a big thing. Like when I started, VPNs were just they may have existed, but they were very like new and not really well planned out. So we 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 just resulted to. Um, just streaming whatever way we could to watch sports. You know, I'm a big, I'm a big football fan as well. Um, good, big Florida Gator fan. And so we, um, we would, we would stream games, whatever way we could pretty much. And then ba- baseball, like I, I usually we'd watch the world series. Me, me and my dad, I still remember watching uh, Madison Bumgarner in the world series a couple of years ago when he had that amazing perform, amazing relief performance. That's one of my, that's one of my favorite baseball memories. That's not a raised one is to watch Madison Bumgarner come on and like the, fifth or sixth inning and like close out the world series after starting the previous day. It's pretty cool. And that's, that's awesome. At, at dawn at 5 a.m. You're watching Madison Baumgartner in the sixth inning. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ulysses, you know about that a little bit. You're a well-traveled man, been overseas quite a few times. I'm not, I'm just a, uh, I'm Florida man, I guess is, is the way to put it there. <laughs> so Zach, when you, became a race fan and started watching them on a regular basis, do you have a favorite player kind of looking back when you first started watching baseball, are there a couple guys that kind of stand out to you and you have fond memories of? Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. And unfortunately he's no longer with the Rays, which is pretty normal, but I was a big Chris Archer fan when I first started watching just something about his style. Like I love Chris Archer. I, I love watching him pitch. Like I would go out of my way to like watch the games. If he was pitching, I was a huge Chris Archer guy. I was very, very sad when he got, especially because like you started to like, I remember around that trade deadline, you started to hear the buzz that Chris Archer's going to get moved. And I was like, no, it's not true. It's not true. It's not true. It's not true. <laughs> and then he, he got traded. And, and I, and it's, it's a weird thing because like now I, I love Tyler Glass now in Austin Meadows. So it's like, I can't, I don't feel too bad. I'm really glad. Like if we had traded him for like, I don't know, Mike Zanino or something, I would probably feel a little worse <laughs> about it. But but because we got glass now and medals, I'm like, yeah, that's okay. I'm not gonna lose my mind. Uh, you know, hey, I'm, I'm gonna Mike give Zanino a Florida Gator. Look at that. He you is, gotta, but you gotta root for him a little bit in some I do a little bit. Okay. <laughs> just a tiny just bit. Just a little bit, right? Enough enough bit. enough so he doesn't throw the 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 remote at the screen and that, that's how much he does it. I look yes. I love the Chris Archer response because it honestly I haven't heard it in, in a very very long time so I'm glad to hear Zach pick Archie. Now how does that work? Have you followed his career in the Pirates or have you every time that somebody goes away you're like no now I'm focused on glass. Now now I'm focused on meadows. How does that work with favorite players? So I, I try to follow him a little bit. I like, I sort of like, I'm the kind of guy where he's, I really, because I like him so much, I tend to follow him a little bit 
like not that I like again, like I'm not gonna root for him over the Rays in any case, but like a couple of years ago, I went and saw Braves game and the Pirates were playing and he happened to be pitching. That was kind of cool. Um so I got to see him pitch a few years ago and when he was playing for the Pirates. But unfortunately, there hasn't been much to follow from Chris Archer since he's left the Rays. So, you know, I'm kinda, you know, especially and then he got injured this year and it's like Yeah. I, I try to keep up with him a little bit, but it's a little unfortunate. Yeah, it's been a rough ever since he got to the Pirates, it's been uh, pretty rough for him. So, yeah. Zach, looking at this current Rays team and what they've been able to accomplish so far, um, what's your excitement level, confidence level of them heading into the playoffs and the prospect of what they could do? Are, are you one of those guys out there that think they have legitimate title aspirations and this could be the year? I think you have to think that way. I mean, obviously, we have, we currently have the number one seed. I, I'm pretty sure if we win tonight, we clinch the number one seed throughout the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe maybe it's maybe we need a, a loss from another team or something like that. But we are – and we didn't get there by accident. You know, we played playoff teams to get there, the Blue Jays, the Yankees, the Braves. So, like, I, I don't think – I I, I I mean, the players, but I don't think you really can be because, honestly – we have all the pieces that you need for a postseason run. We have depth on the bench. We have starting pitching. We have relief pitching, and we have enough offense to get it done. We don't have the. We don't necessarily have the big names, as some people would, you know, look at it that way. But honestly, in my when you watch postseason baseball, I feel like a lot of those big names tend to not be the ones that get it done. You think about the last couple of postseasons, the guys that have gotten it done and made a big splash offensively, even for teams, are not people you knew. That much about like do we really know that much about Juan Soto like sure people knew who he was and knew he was a you know a, a national phenom but he made his bones in October so and I I think those players will just they they will they will show up offensively when the time comes but the pitching the depth that's what we have and that's what you need in you know I guess October slash November now I I think not and also we have experience against two playoff teams in the field currently and I don't really, I I don't really see many unfavorable matchups for us in the playoffs. Personally, is there something that concerns you with with the Rays coming into the playoffs? Is it going against the Jays? Is it going to go maybe perhaps against the elite pitching with Cleveland? Like, is there something that kind of seems like a like a red flag in your mind about this race team? I would say the only red flag that really screams out to me, you said it, is Cleveland. Because we we do have a we do have our lineup has not been str- as strong as it could be, and we've had some guys that are slumping recently. Um, so I I do think you know I do think there's a little bit of urgency to secure that the, the number one spot, only because I don't want to face Cleveland. I don't really want to face Shane Bieber in the first round if we can help it. I think especially in a five game series. Um, we will, we can overcome that, but in a three game series, that to, that to me would make me a little more nervous than a five. I feel like a five game series, you can overcome maybe a great game by Shane Bieber or whoever else. Mm-hmm. But if you got, if you've only got three games and you only have, you know, you can only lose twice. I feel like that's a lot more, that puts a lot of pressure on our offense and our, and, and the pitching as well, that, you know, I think if we play the blue Jays, that's not, I mean, the, the, their offense is impressive, but. I, I, we, we know them, like we know their we know their hitters, we know their pitchers, and I don't feel anywhere near as concerned about that. Zach, I loved your point a couple minutes ago about the unsung hero in the playoffs in the world series. Just going to throw this out there. Nate Lowe, Nate Lowe could be a, 
He could be that, Ooh, yes. that name in the playoffs in the World Series. Okay, Ulysses, shall we go ahead and move on to the trivia portion of this? We have been too nice to Zach. It's time to put him in the hot seat. Okay, oh, let's boy, make him sweat. Let's make him suffer. Right. And uh, we're going to make him suffer a little bit because we're, we're going back uh, a few years back, aren't we, Kevin? Yes, we are. We are first going back to 2008. And this might be a little before Ooh, Zach's okay. time. The first time that the Rays uh, made the playoffs and clinched their division. Now, the question okay. is pretty straightforward. Um, and again, you get uh, multiple guesses, multiple strikes, if you will. Uh, who were the top three war leaders on the Rays from that 2008 season? The 2008 season. Well, I'm going to go, first of all, Longoria. I think it's a pretty safe guess. That is correct. He is number two on the list with a 4.8 war. Yes. Interesting. And this is according to baseball reference. So people don't go to fan graphs and complain to me. I'm going (laughs) off B-Ref. Just reading reading the copy. So, okay. Longo. Uh, Okay. All right. So that's Longo. Um, Trying to think. Dave, was David Price there yet? I don't think he was. Uh, I believe he was. He was kind of a late call up, but he wasn't the yeah, he pitcher that here. you would think of. I will say okay. there is a pitcher um, that is on this list. Ooh, this is, this is tricky. Um, I can give a hint if you want. I will take the hint. Dude, this makes me weak, but I will take the okay. hint. Okay, no worries. Um, <laughs> Well, I will tell you, this pitcher was known for uh, a lot of innings, innings eater, a lot of complete games. In fact, that was kind of tied into his nickname, uh, Righty. Um, he, can, he can throw hands a little bit with, with Red Sox players. <laughs> okay, that's all I can say. That's uh, all I can okay. say about the matter. Okay. Um was Alex? Do we have? Was Alex Cobb on the team at that point? Incorrect. Few years early. Yeah, few years early. early. Okay. Now, okay. if you want to go, I can. We can move on to the position player, the guy who led the team in WAR in two thousand eight. I led the team in WAR in two thousand eight, so not or not Longoria would have been. Man, I'm getting showing up here. Um, <laughs> how about? I'm trying to think who who are the who are the big because I know. Oh man, who hit the home run before Longoria? Power hitting I, first baseman, lefty. Again, yes, this is I, a little unfair because it was before your time. No, I gotta, I gotta know my stuff here. I gotta know my stuff. I'm gonna be. <laughs> this is important. This, this is good education. Um, <laughs> Gold Glover. He now works Gold for Glover. MLB Network. His uh, favorite phrase is, what is it, Placata, Ulysses? Placata. Is that right? Oh, Carlos Pena. Yes. Yes. He was number Carlos one on Pena. the team in war, 5.1. Yes. So you have okay. two of the top three. I need that third name. I need that yes. pitcher. Oh. Not my Coco Crisp knows him well. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um. Me to give you his first name? Sure. James. James Shields. There we go. That is the top James three Shields. war leaders for 2008. How did uh, I, how on I the race. 
I always well, forget James Shields because I remember him with the Royals for some reason. That yeah. is true. Yeah. See, Ulysses, I guess, again, it, it's it's a little bit more difficult when you're in the hot seat. When you're listening on the podcast, yeah. it's like, I could get that question. Again, this it is really all... is. It's, it's not easy, guys. The you listen at <laughs> home. It's, it's like when you get in, like, it's your mind just goes completely blank. And I'm like, wait. <laughs> Is the answer Barry Bonds? No, it's not. That's not the answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, guess what, Zach? We're going to take uh, the same question, and we're just going to slide that year a couple years into the second time that the Rays won the AL East into 2010. So, again, same question. Who were okay. the top three war leaders in that 2010 season? Okay, 2010 season. Um, I'm going to go with Longo again. I'm going to I'm going to guess that he's still up there. You would be correct. He is number 1 at 8.2. Okay, and that's and now we probably and now we've gotten into David Price's some of his big years. So I'm going to guess him. Unfortunately not. Okay. Not David Price. What about Matt Garza? Incorrect. Okay. All right. 2010, we think. Actually, uh, I have to give you David Price. He beat one guy by point one. So I'm going <laughs> to right. give you David Price. He's number three on the list. He's number three on the list. Very good. So you got okay. number one. You got number three. Got Who is three, that okay. number two? Okay, Ulysses, number two. you've done this before to me where... <laughs> I get a <laughs> trivia question correct. Uh, I think we remember something about stolen bases. Stolen yes, base leaders. That was pretty good. Okay. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Uh, I, I, you okay. know, this is why I wear glasses. It's very difficult to, to see little numbers, okay? Oh, man. All right. Well, Zach, I, I gave you a little time there to think on that. I'm getting that number <laughs> okay. two. So, so the number two. I think in 2010, I'm thinking... This was his last year with the Rays. Last year with the Rays. Was it? Uh, maybe I'm going. Maybe maybe this is. I'm trying to remember if he was gone by then or not. I'm gonna guess Carlos Pena again. Ooh, you are close in the sense that you got the first letter, the first three letters. Four, actually, first four letters. God, I need to wake up. First four letters of his name, but it's not Carlos. I, I will say he was uh, arguably my favorite player growing up. I like athletic oh. outfielders. I do not. This this name, I, I don't recognize this name at all. I'm totally blanking on this. Um, Can we give it to him or one more hint, uh, Kevin? I'll, I'll give another hint. Um, he did become very hated by the Ran- Rays fan base once he went to the rival Red Sox after this season. Correct, Ulysses? After this uh, 2010 oh, season. Indeed. I don't think this is right, but I, I think, like, is it Carl Crawford? There it is. Good job, okay. Zach. There it is. Very good. Okay, Zach, I'm going to let you redeem yourself. Last trivia question I've got. Okay. This is more recent from this season. Okay. okay. Who is the team's, who is the Rays war leader in 2020 so far Ooh, with three games Rays left? Rays war leader in 2020. 
I'm trying to decide if this is a trick question because I want to say it's Brandon Lau because that 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 like that's the one that like jumps off the page to me as the as the most complete player that we have. I'm trying to think of it. I don't think there's I don't think there's anyone because none of the pitchers have had a super high WAR. I don't think. I'm gonna go with Brandon Lau. Way to go with your gut because you would be correct. His All WAR right. is 2.1. I believe Ulysses, the next closest, is Willie Adamas, actually. So that that was the other guy I thought of. Yeah, that is an interesting tidbit there. Well, Zach, it's been a pleasure to have you on the program. Uh, Do you want to promote? Of course. Do you want to promote anything you do, uh, anything on Twitter, social media, or anything like that? Uh, You know, I'm I'm around on Twitter and stuff, but I'm I'm a pretty um, I'm a pretty chill, not really super out there guy, but I'll be around on Twitter and stuff every once in a while. Okay. Again, we want to thank Zach Dobb for joining us on the program. Also remember to check out and subscribe to our new Patreon page, patreon.com slash raise unfiltered. Ulysses, I believe we plan to have a raise fan zoom chat conversation on sunday night after the rays get their 40th win that's right baby it's coming up on sunday so mark your calendars if you're on that tier on patreon we're gonna have a chat not a meeting yes um but uh it's gonna be a meeting of the minds of Rays fans and, and see what they think will be uh happening come tuesday do we even have a, a start time for tuesday's game i have not even looked that far yeah i'm in present mind only Love it. I believe the, the Zoom chat, what are we looking at? 8 p.m. or so? Yeah. I'd like it to be after the Bucks game. I think they play at 425. Just oh, throwing that fine. out there. That's little, fine. I threw uh, 730 and you gave me a, oh, I don't know about that. little editorializing on my part. Just yeah. kind of okay. trying to sneak in some suggestions. Trying to see some Brady? I mean, you can. Some Gronk? If you want to start the Zoom chat at 730 and I'll join you all <laughs> after the conclusion <laughs> of the Buccaneers game, you can do that. that is, all right. Well, right I let's could, do I can 8 p.m. 8 p.m. is my, good. Okay, that works. I can always like, throw up my iPad and selective. No, I will no. I will bring my full attention and support of to that. All right. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Hope you all have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you next week.